plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hey folks, it's Greg Allman with the Tampa Bay Times and tampabay.com back here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. Another Monday, another Buccaneers victory to talk about. Uh, this is episode 96 here uh, in our 20th week of the podcast. And uh, again, Bucks very much uh, the talk of the NFL. Uh, five straight wins, which now matches the longest winning streak in the NFL. Uh, Detroit also has five straight wins. Uh, Dallas no longer has the longest win streak in the NFL. They lost to the Giants last night. Bucks get to go to Dallas on Sunday. Uh, we'll have a lot of time this week to talk about that. But first, want to get to this game. Uh, big, big win, and again, a big defensive win for the Bucs. Uh, 16 points, again, does not win a lot of football games. Uh, was looking, the Bucs have four wins this year in which they've scored less than 20 points. Uh, a 17, 14, 16, and 19. Four wins when they've failed to score 20 points in the same season. They had two such wins in the previous four seasons combined. So 2012 to 2015, only twice did they win when they didn't score 20. And now they've done it... Uh, Four times this season and three times in this uh, in this win streak. Uh, big, big defense. Kind of knew it would be a challenge for them. Uh, holding Drew Brees in check. This Saints offense uh, was number one in yards. Uh, right up there in points. And uh, got the job done. Held them to 11 points. Um, the Saints defense actually stepped up pretty well. They hadn't held a team under 20 points since week two. Uh, and did so, especially in the second half. Held the Bucks to three points in the second half. But uh, the Bucks' defense was stronger. Um, Got to talk about interceptions. Uh, three big picks. You know, the Bucks have, have really stepped up their interception game. In this five-game win streak, they lead the NFL in takeaways, in turnover margin, and in interceptions. Uh, ten picks in those five games. Three yesterday. Uh, and neat to see how well the tip game is helping the Bucks. Uh, you know, obviously the uh, pick six in San Diego was a ball that was tipped by Vernon Hargraves to uh, Levante David for a touchdown. And they did much the same thing on the first two picks uh, Sunday against Drew Brees. Uh, Quan Alexander makes this great leaping arm extended, gets a hand on it, almost like volleyball, just popped it up. And Hargraves uh, adjusted the ball really well and got his first interception of his young career. And then uh, the second pick, very late in the game, fourth quarter, uh, Keith Tandy gets a hand on it, kind of carries off, I think off a Saints receiver even. And again, Brent Grimes, uh, man on the scene, gets his third pick of the year. Uh, big pick there. And then the game clincher. Uh, no deflection, but Keith Tandy just, uh, again, smart anticipation, reading a route, picking off a pass, uh, and really clinching the win. I mean, the Saints still had to go 55 yards to get to the end zone in less than a minute. But uh, on a big fourth down play at midfield, uh, Keith Tandy sealed it. That's two weeks in a row he's come up with uh, huge clutch interceptions at the end of games. Uh, you know, to stall what would have been a, a game tying or a go-ahead touchdown drive. Uh, Keith Tandy, again, everybody's talking about Keith Tandy, only on the field because Chris Tonti is hurt. Uh, but another case of the Bucks' depth uh, really stepping up. I mean, there's so many positions this year where they've lost players and the, guy that's, the guys that have come up have been ready for the challenge and have stepped up 
with really little or no drop-off. Uh, early on, it looked like this was going to be a lot easier a win. Uh, Bucks were up 13-0 in the second quarter. Uh, again, kind of struggling in the red zone and in, in an offense in terms of getting drives to uh, to fruition, getting them all the way to, uh, to touchdowns. So had three good drives early, but two field goals. Uh, Roberto Aguayo, again, we got to talk about the rookie kicker here. Uh, three for three on kicks, didn't miss a kick, and they kind of needed them all. I mean, uh, he had missed one in each of the last two games, which has kind of put a question mark back on him, and had some decent length kicks. I mean, uh, 41, 39, the last one was just 26. Uh, but again, he struggled on lesser kicks. So big that he goes three for three on field goals there. So uh, Bucks are up 13 nothing, just to kind of set the scene again and recap. And then the Saints kind of got themselves back into this game in a strange fashion. Uh, Bucks made a change on kickoff returns. Uh, Josh Huff was active for the first time. Uh, he got the nod on kickoff returns. And, and we've talked about how uh, Bucks have been dead last in the NFL in kickoff returns. Hadn't had a kickoff return longer than 24 yards all season. Uh, but to their credit, they really hadn't had any mistakes on kickoff returns. Uh, and Josh Huff had a bad one. Uh, had a bouncing kickoff, kind of came in low on a squib kick. Took a weird bounce at the last minute. Uh, and as a kickoff guy, you got to be really careful when you're near the sidelines. Uh, so the ball caromed off Josh Huff's helmet and bounced out at the one-yard line. Really crazy. Uh, and that set the Bucks up on, on the one, uh, where you're at definite risk for safety. First play, they try and run Doug Martin up the middle. Doug Martin's dropped for a safety. Uh and then it snowballs. It's it's only 13-5 at that point. But then right before the half, uh, Brian Anger's free kick off the safety goes out of bounds, which means the Saints now get the ball at the 50. The entire game, they didn't have better field position than their own 25, except the one free kick where they uh, started at the 50. And again, they threatened. So this is a, a Bucks defense that, that really stepped up in the red zone. We wrote about this in today's paper. Uh, you know, New Orleans had the third best red zone offense in the NFL, had uh, scored on seven straight touchdowns when they were in goal-to-go situations. So very much when they got the ball deep in territory, especially uh, inside the 10, almost a foregone conclusion that Drew Brees is going to get it in one way or the other. And uh, Saints get to the three-yard line. They get a two-yard run to the one. First and goal at the one. Um, and the Saints kind of botched the clock here. I, I have to go back and get the exact numbers, but they took over with five minutes left at the 50. Uh, we're at the two-minute warning at the 14 and, and let the clock run down quite a bit. Even though they had a timeout in, in, in hand, uh, Bucks took a timeout with 13 seconds left. So there's 13 seconds left. Uh, first and goal, they get a false start. Saints had so many penalties yesterday. Saints had 13 penalties for 104 yards yesterday. Uh, a lot of flags in general, but especially on the Saints side. So first and goal at the one, false start, incomplete pass, which was really a drop. Uh, just a nice pass by Breeze that went right through the guy's hands. Uh, so now nine seconds left, second and goal at the six, and the Bucks get their only sack of the game probably when they needed it most. Robert Ayers uh, called it a coverage sack, just said he felt like nobody was open and he couldn't believe Breeze still had the ball, and he put him down. Uh, so now Ayers gets a sack, and with three seconds left, uh, they got to burn their last time out, and they kick on third down. So, I mean, that's just a bad clock management in the last couple, last two minutes, and even in the last minute, for them to let the half end on a third down kick. 
uh, tells you that they ran the clock down too much. Obviously, they don't want the Bucks to have a chance to get the ball back. But uh, Bucks defense, instead of giving up a touchdown where a two-point conversion might have tied the game before the half, uh, Bucks just give up a, a field goal, and it's just 13-8. to <coughs> So there was certainly some sense of momentum slipping away from the Bucks at the half, but, uh, but not nearly as much as if they'd gotten in the end zone there. Uh, third quarter, a lot of back and forth. Uh, and then, honestly, with uh, 335 left uh, in the third quarter, again, I mean, Saints get down to the four-yard line, second and two at the four. It's incomplete. Uh, it looks like the Saints have a touchdown. They throw it. They hit Brandon Cooks in the end zone. Uh, but the replay shows that he trapped the ball. Ball hit the ground. Wasn't a clean catch. So that touchdown came off the scoreboard on third and two. And as a result, the Saints have to kick again, uh, settle for a field goal. So that's two times that the Bucks defense got them to settle for three points instead of seven when they were inside the five-yard line. Uh, and in a game you win by five points, that's huge. And then the end game, um, you know, Bucks really didn't move the ball very well at all in the second half. Only had three points. Uh, had one drive where things came together. Uh, Winston hit uh, Josh Huff for a gain. Hit Charles Sims for three straight passes. Uh, Sims didn't do that much, but but looked sharp. I mean, uh, Charles Sims had uh, four carries for 17 yards, three catches for 33 yards. So 50 yards in his first game back. You know, it's funny. We, we heard Todd Munkin say uh, that he was excited about the expanded role that Jacquez Rogers was going to have. And it kind of raised some eyebrows because we knew that Charles Sims was coming back. We knew that Doug Martin was healthy. So it was intriguing to hear him say that there would be an expanded role for Jacquez Rogers. And that's either total smokescreen or just them not following through uh, in the game plan. Uh, Jacquez Rogers only played seven snaps in this game. Uh, had two carries for zero yards, and that's his entire contribution to the game. So Bucks leaned hard on Doug Martin, didn't necessarily run that well. Uh, again, 23 carries for 66 yards, not even three yards a carry, uh, a long of eight. Uh, did have a nice play on their only touchdown of the game. Kind of had a second effort where he got skirted to the side. Uh, was nearly horizontal as he as he dove and put the ball in for a touchdown. So good job by Doug Martin to get that touchdown. But on the whole, he's yet to be uh, 2015 Doug for this team. Uh, got it done, though. I mean, as a whole, the team ran for uh, 104 yards on 34 carries. It's funny because they did that, and that's after in the first half. Sorry to be shuffling papers here on the podcast. Just trying to make sure I get my first half stats right. 20 carries for 78 yards in the first half. That means they had 15 carries for 26 yards in the second half. That is very much a conservative, burn the clock, uh, help salt away this game. Don't get me wrong. It it, it worked. They won. But uh, I'm going to talk about two special teams plays. At the end of this game, uh, Bucks are leading by less than a touchdown, and they know they have the most potent offense in the NFL on the other side of the field. So there's definitely a, a hesitation, uh, a concern to hand the ball over to the other team, knowing that a touchdown will beat you. Uh, and to make that a little bit easier for the defense, twice in the last seven minutes, uh, Bucks just got amazing punts from Brian Anger and amazing punt coverage to down the punts inside the three-yard line. Uh, if you haven't seen it, there's one highlight you need to see from this game. Uh, find the highlight of the Bucks punt with 6.37 left. Uh, they're on their, they're on the Saints' 45-yard line. Okay, so 
it, it kind of works out well in that a 40-yard punt would land on the 5. You barely have to take anything off of the punt to, to knock it within the 10. And, uh, again, just a beautiful punt by Brian Inger. Great situational punting. Bounce on, like, the 3-yard line. It takes a high bounce into the end zone. So that it's one of those where you have to jump into the end zone and scoop it out. And Josh Robinson, who's been so good, uh, has this beautifully timed jump. Imagine jumping as high as you can and, like, swings with one arm and misses it. The slow-mo of this is just an amazing thing. Swings with one arm, has the presence to, like, contort his body in midair, and swings with a second arm and misses it. And while this is happening, uh, Ryan Smith, the rookie safety from NC Central, and just to give you this, the context here, Ryan, Ryan Smith hasn't played on defense all year, lost his kickoff return job, Sunday when Josh Huck tough took. So there's any reason he had to sulk. He really could. Um, but with the injuries at receiver, Russell Shepard isn't a gunner anymore. So they've made Ryan Smith the gunner on the other side. It's something he's new at, but something he's really good at. So while Josh Robinson is, is leaping in the end zone and, and has his arm outreach and is barely missing, Josh Huff just, just lines up like a receiver, puts his toes on the goal line, and just falls forward into the end zone Catches the ball in the end zone and as nonchalantly as you can, takes the ball and just tosses it behind him. Like takes the ball and just, if you were throwing it, if you had the ball in your hand and wanted to throw it to someone behind you, just tossed it and Alan Cross just happens to be there. It's just beautiful. Alan Cross, the rookie tight end, is right there on the one, stops to a halt at the one-yard line. if, If you were trying to showcase for special teams the perfect way to punt a football and down the football at the one-yard line. This would be it. Just a really gem of a play. And as a result, the Saints are now the ones that are backed up on their one-yard line in the same end zone that the, the Bucks were. Um, and the Bucks get a three and out. I mean, it's one of those where it's hard to, to punt the ball away down less than a touchdown late in the game. But when it's fourth and two in your own nine, if you don't get that, the game's over. Um and it's odd. The Saints were the number one third down offense in the NFL coming in. And the Saints went one for five on third and one or third and two. Uh, those are guineas in the NFL. Third and one, third and two. You should be completing it, like converting it like a 80% rate, let's say. Uh, I mean, obviously you can get stopped for a loss sometimes, but that's just wild. So the Bucks get it back with 541 left, are able to run the clock down. But... Uh, they got to punt it back uh, right around the two-minute drill, too. And, uh, again, it's like Brian Anger. I mean, they're at the – this is actually a really cool what-should-you-do type posit to be a fan of the stands or to be in the press box in that the Bucks had a third and seven at the Saints' 35-yard line. Okay, so it would be a 53-yard kick, certainly a makeable kick, <coughs> a kick that would put you up eight which, with two minutes to go, you're having to now give up a two-point conversion on top of a touchdown just to send it to overtime. Not a clinching kick. I think if you put you up nine, maybe you give a little bit more thought to it. But kick would only put you up eight. And the problem is if you miss that kick, you're giving the Saints the ball really good field position, uh, better than your 40. Um, better than their 40, I should say. So as hard as it is to punt from the 35-yard line, you only do that if you're confident that you can get it inside the 20. Because if you just punt it to the 20, that's that's one pass play, uh, and they've made up that ground in 10 seconds, where it's almost worth the risk of going for it at that point. But if you think you can get the punt inside the 20, now you're giving them such a long field, and it's just daunting as an offense to be pinned deep. And again, Brian Anger from the 35, it is not a natural thing for a punter 
to punt 32 yards. It's it's like a golfer having to to go three quarters or having to pull back uh, and kind of chip, if you will. Um, and again, Brian Anger from the 35 yard line punts it, uh, bounces inside the five, and Josh Robinson is there to down at the three yard line. So. Uh, only took two passes for the Saints to get back out to the 36. Uh, but again, it ate some time off the clock. And then obviously at the end there, Keith Tandy gets to pick and clinches it. So a uh, big win for the Bucks, Five in a row for the first time since the Super Bowl season in 2002. Uh, unfortunately for the Bucks, everybody else in the NFC won. Uh, where in the past two weeks, it's like not only did the Bucks win, but everybody else that could have helped the Bucks helped the Bucs. Uh, yesterday, Sunday, everybody won. Uh, Giants you know, who were one game ahead if the Giants had lost last night, Bucks would have moved into the number five spot as the number one wild card in the NFC. But the Giants pull off an upset against the Cowboys. Uh, again, we'll talk a lot more Cowboys as the week goes on here. Uh, Falcons destroyed the Rams. Falcons didn't have Julio Jones, didn't have Mohamed Sanu, and still had like a 42 nothing win against the Rams, uh, making that Rams wor- loss look worse and worse for the Bucs. But uh, so the Rams, uh, the Rams lose. Falcons win. Falcons are still tied with the Bucks, but have the tiebreaker advantage. And then the three teams that are most chasing the Bucks in the wild card, which are the Redskins, the Vikings, and the Packers, all won their game. So they're all at seven wins. The Bucks are at eight wins. Very little margin for error. Uh, unfortunately, the Bucks go now to Dallas, and it looks like a more winnable game at Dallas. We'll get again more on that soon. But uh, was intrigued to see. I'm looking at uh, remaining schedule. And we'll get more into this as the week goes on. But uh, just this week, okay, Bucks go to Dallas, as tough a place right now as there probably is in the NFL. Redskins, who are 7-5-1, get Carolina. And Carolina is definitely improved. You're kind of seeing a little bit of a wake-up in Carolina and Cam Newton. Carolina can definitely do the Bucks a favor if they can beat the Redskins uh, on Sunday. That would be a big help. Uh, Minnesota has Indianapolis, which is 6-7, and seven, but still in the hunt in the AFC. Uh, Green Bay is at Chicago, so you just got to hope that they lay an egg there. Uh, Chicago's 3-10, and 10, backup quarterback. Um, you know, the Bucks beat the Bears, what, 36-10? Uh, so it would take a major uh, stumble for the Packers to lose that game. But it's entirely possible that the Bucks, if they lose at Dallas, could be on the outside looking in. Uh, in terms of the wild card with two games to play, which puts some pressure back on them uh, with a Christmas Eve game in New Orleans and then a home game against Carolina. So, uh, in general, it looks like if the Bucks can win two of these three games and get themselves to 10-6, and six, they will be in the playoffs. The New York Times uh, playoff simulator has it as like a 98% success rate if they win two out of three. Uh, if they win one out of three... It's like a 50-50 prop. That's where things will get interesting. So lots more on that as the week goes on. This will wrap things up, though, for now. Wrapping up a big 16-11. to Buccaneers win against the Saints. Bucks have won five in a row. They're sitting pretty at 8-5. We'll have plenty more on the Tuesday podcast. But for now, thanks for listening, folks, for the Tampa Bay Times and TampaBay.com. This is Greg Allman. Thanks again for listening to the Locked on Bucks podcast. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog... Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.